Welcome to Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. I'm Tracy Brown, the fraud-busting body language expert. I've spent the last 20 years reading people, uncovering secrets hidden in plain sight to find the truth in crimes, politics, and billion-dollar business deals. And I want you to be able to tell whose pants are on fire, make better decisions, and build your bottom line as well. Get ready. Let's dive in. It's Tracy, and I am here with super producer Alex, also known as the Muffin Man today. (laughs) (laughs) Eating muffins on the show. You know, I tell you all about my muffin, but I know you don't want to hear. Do you not want to hear? There's no chocolate involved in this muffin. Yes. So I am uninterested. It doesn't even exist. I am uninterested. So to me, that is a muffin problem. But you know who wishes she had only a muffin problem, Alex? I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me. Uh, Yeah. Our guest today, Darcy Loma. Darcy. Okay. So this is the one that got, uh, she got swatted. Well, her house did. Her husband did. Yeah. SWAT team showed up. How about that? Oh, so it wasn't a, a false alert with a swatting. It was the real deal. Oh, it was the real deal. She, her husband got, uh, arrested for sexual assault. It was a big thing up in no the, kidding. uh, Milwaukee zone of uh-huh. the world. Yeah. And, uh, Milwaukee she's going gonna... <laughs> to tell us exactly what happens when the SWAT team comes to your house and, I think here's what's interesting about this is that she has handled this. She used the experts in just like you should use an expert and uh, for for crisis management, uh, for the legal system. uh, And she pulled it all into using her own coaching model that she just developed to land at forgiveness. I think she is just a champion in this whole thing. And she's going to tell us exactly how she what happened how she did it and how she landed on the other side it is it is not to be missed so is it safe to call this a phoenix story rising like from big the fire ashes? let's rise from the ashes and come I, out the other side better i'm gonna say yes okay it's a big because deal just yeah. the other day i'm watching you know one of these netflix things is mm-hmm. documentary on nature or something and you know great right before bed to get tired and wind down and this sure. is the one about uh so it's showing the story of these two eagles like little baby eagles in the nest and mama mm-hmm. bald eagles coming and feeding them. But one of them's bigger than the other and he takes all the food and the other one is, you know, barely hanging on to life and clearly dilapidated in the nest. And I'm looking and I'm like, somebody please feed the little baby bird, the, feed tiny the bird, bird. A muffin. feed the bird. Yeah. Give him a muffin or something. And I'm like, I, I can't watch any more of these nature programs because it's just too heartbreaking to see. Nature, nature is brutal and life has been brutal for Darcy. Uh, yeah. But I'm telling you, uh, she she has championed this whole situation and um well that was my point just with the in an amazing story. way yeah mm-hmm. eventually the little bird did get some food because the big bird leaves the nest and then mom focuses on the little bird and the little bird comes back to life and whatever so phoenix rising from the ashes uh was kind of where i was going with the darcy story and it sounds mm-hmm. like that's what we've got here it's a so, little bit of that mm-hmm. yeah well how about i just shut up and we'll go listen to darcy let's do it It's Tracy, and I today have what I know is going to be a fascinating interview on truth, lies, and cover-ups. I have Darcy, and I got to get your last name to say it right. It's uh, Say it for me. Loma. Loma. Okay. Hang on. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You got it. Okay. So anyway, Darcy Loma. We got it now. And um, I, uh, we've become friends here over the last little bit um, through the National Speakers Association, and you have a super interesting story that I think is going to help a lot of people out um, because your husband got into some trouble, which kind of rolled back on you. So uh, Darcy, what happened? 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it was back in 2016. I, I launched my full-time business in 2013. My husband is a full-time stay-at-home dad to our two young daughters handling everything on the home front so that I could run my coaching and consulting firm. And it was uh, March of 2016 when I got a phone call from my neighbor and she said, Darcy, what is going on at your house? There are 40 or 50 police cars and a SWAT team with guns surrounding your house. And they just took your husband, John, out barefoot in handcuffs. And, and I'll never forget, Tracy, because she's like, where are the girls? You do not want them to see this when they get off the bus this afternoon. I found out later that my husband was arrested for sexual assault of a minor. And he was put into jail that, that night and never came home. He was ultimately sentenced to 10 years in prison. And my world turned upside down in a heartbeat. Wow. And okay. it okay. was the so biggest nightmare. Uh, it, yes. And I have a lot of questions because we're not going to skip over stuff here. So, um, cause, cause you're like, uh, cause someone described you uh, like in, in the hallway at our conference as like an undiscovered powerhouse. Right. So, so you're like really career focused, you get stuff done. I think that's why we get along. You're a triathlete, like all these things. And so you're just going along and like, then this happens. So I, I'm always curious, like looking back, cause hindsight's 2020, right? Like were there signs like are you like have you ever thought about that like what did i miss like to all the time okay and so <laughs> have you landed on anything i mean all the time and i've worked through this with um in therapy uh -huh. and i attended a week long um conference i don't want to say conference because it was very small but uh -huh. healing intimate treason uh -huh. i was just pulling apart and looking at like how did I get here? How did this become my life? Yeah. And um, I, I was, I was blindsided. Now, having having said that, I mean, I'm I've got two young daughters, and I'm launching a business. The majority of businesses fail in the first two years. Sure. So the part that I own of not seeing it, of being mm -hmm. blindsided, is that I was just hyper focused. Um, mm -hmm. and 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 John was handling the groceries, the kids, the, and I wasn't, I wasn't micromanaging. I wasn't a helicopter parent. I wasn't. And so I, I, I didn't, I didn't see what I didn't see because I'm over here focusing on building my business, which as you know, yeah, it's yeah. really hard to do. Well, it's all encompassing when you're selling, I mean, yourself in a way, I mean, not like, you know, selling yourself, but like when you're the business, yeah. it's, it, there's not a whole lot of room for other thought. Like there's really just not. No. And, and, and so, you know, I, I, I mean, would I do things differently? I mean, I think about this all the time because I'm hoping to be in another relationship in the future and sure. looking at what's my role and what are the decisions I made. And I uh -huh. think I probably got a little too far removed uh -huh. from, from, from the, the day to day and from, you know, and he'd be like, Hey, I'm going out. And I'm like, okay. Um, but you know, it, it completely, it completely caught me off guard. I was so blindsided, Tracy. You have no idea. And and also because 
you know, there are people on the spectrum of um, rule followers to rule breakers. I'm way on the end of like, follow the rules, Uh be the good girl. I don't like to push the limits ever. Uh And so that was the other thing I just was thinking about, like, how did I get here when I'm somebody who I do things by the book? Uh I don't break the rules. How did this happen? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So take us through that day. So you get a call, your neighbor, like, thankfully you have good neighbors. And what, like, did you race home? Did you find your girls? Like what, tell me, like what, tell us what happened. Yeah. Well, so it it was, it was 10 after two and I had just gotten to a meeting on the, on the West side of town, literally got my name tag, had just sat down and the event was about to start, which Uh is when, when the phone rang. Uh So I go out in the hall and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Wait, are, who is this? Right. Uh I mean, just like, what do you mean? Wrong wrong number. Yeah. 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 So I run back in, I grab my laptop in my bag uh-huh. and I, I tell her, I'm like, okay, I'm on my way home. Uh-huh. I don't know where the girls are because they, John handles everything. I mean, I know they're at school, uh-huh. but I don't know what, what what's going to happen uh-huh. after school. So I, I get in my car to drive home and the next phone call was from the detective. Uh-huh. And she said, Darcy, I wanted to let you know that your husband has been arrested and wanted to see if you could get to the school to pick up your girls because you you don't want them coming home to this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, it's quarter after two. School ends at 2.30 on the other side of town. Right. If I even could get there in time, I would never be able to find them with the dozens of school buses. They don't have cell phones. They're too little. Uh-huh. So I'm like, no, I, I can't get them. And I don't even know if they're coming home. Uh-huh. I don't know if John arranged a play date or if he's picking him up to take him to Girl Scouts or gymnastics. Uh-huh. or. So I um, called back my neighbor and we created a concocted a plan that she would be down at the end where the school bus dropped off the girls Oh, um, to yeah, because I literally did not know if they were getting off the school bus. Uh-huh. Um, and she's and she said, Darcy, if they get off the school bus, we're we're going to Milwaukee to a, a birthday party. Uh-huh. Do you want us to take them with us? And I'm like, oh my god, would you? Uh-huh. She said, yeah. Uh-huh. It happened to be St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. The girls did get off of the school bus, <clears throat> and my neighbors, who are incredible, said, "Hey, girls, come on, we're gonna go get a shamrock shake, and you guys are coming with us. You're, uh-huh. We just talked to your mom and dad. You're coming with us to go to this birthday party." Uh-huh. And they're like, "Okay." Right. They didn't see a thing, and then that bought me time uh-huh. to figure out what the hell is going on okay, here. Okay, so are the cops like searching your house? Because certainly they would. That what they're was that? conducting a search warrant. Now and- is that is that like what what you see in the movies? Or, I mean, did they like tear everything up? Like what? What what was that about? Yeah. So they told me I I could come back in five hours when the search warrant was done. Mm. Um, and and when they called me to say the search warrant's done, you can come back. Every closet, every drawer, every box was turned upside down and uh-huh. in piles throughout my entire house. It's exactly uh, what you look like. And oh not God. because they're being disrespectful, but like they're 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 doing a job and they're yeah, not they're gonna like job. nicely fold everything and put it back. My house was destroyed when I got uh-huh. home. Oh yikes. Cause you yeah. like every you're like me, you like everything in its place. And that's just that that's just <laughs> that's like, just hard by itself. Like yeah. 
You are so right. I like things in in, in their place, uh-huh. right? Not only I'm a rule follower, I, I, absolutely. That right. was so, I mean, it was a combination of um, discombobulating, but also this feeling that these people, these, uh, you know, officers had touched every single thing of, of ours and they confiscated every every camera, every iPhone, every iPad, every computer, every oh, wow. USB stick, every hard drive, uh-huh. everything. Did you ever get that stuff back? I did. You did. But I had to hire my own attorney uh-huh. um, for, for several reasons. The charges were severe. So I had to hire my own attorney. Uh-huh. And w- one of the things that my attorney did was they they wanted to search all of my computers. Well, I have confidential files. I uh-huh. When I'm working, when I'm coaching sure. clients, when I'm doing consulting with organizations and teams, uh-huh. I promise confidentiality. I would not give the police the um, permission to search my computers. That's my that that's my responsibility to my sure. clients. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so it took oh, probably I don't remember. It's kind of foggy now, but it probably sure. took a year to get all of my equipment back because we had to negotiate because I would not I would not move the bar at all uh-huh. to jeopardize my client files. Wow. So you had a lawyer, your husband, did he have a public defender or did he have a lawyer? He had a public defender. A public defender. Okay. Wow. So because, you know, I think about that and because, um, you know, in the John Bonet Ramsey case, the parents had like two different lawyers eventually. And so it just gets nasty like that way. So, okay. So your house is turned upside down. You come home at night, like, do the girls come home? What happens? So they go to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I, and so it's, you know, it's like two 30 in the afternoon. I can't mm-hmm. go into the, into my house. So mm-hmm. I don't know where in hindsight, Tracy, I got the idea to go to the library and oh. I rented out a room so uh-huh. that I could. And thankfully, because I was at meetings all day in an event, uh-huh. I had my phone and my laptop. So I was able to plug in my charger, get on my phone and start to research. I I called a a friend who was an attorney and I said, I I need to talk to you. Something's happened. Can I, can I Uh share confidentially and get your advice? And so Uh I I said, I don't know what's going on, but, and he said, okay, you need to hire John an attorney and you need to hire your own attorney. I was like, how do I do that? Uh I don't watch CSI. I don't watch. (laughs) I'm so out of my, out Uh of my zone. So I secure, uh, he gives me three names for an attorney for him. The first one that I, I, I researched them all. The first one that I called, he picked up. I talked to him. He's off and running. I then research the names he gave me for my attorney. I get somebody on the phone and I immediately am talking with my attorney. Uh-huh. And he is telling me, Darcy, don't talk to anybody about anything. Like right Mm -hmm. now, the most important thing you can do, like you're going to, you're, you're in a trauma, Mm -hmm. you're in the middle, you're going to want to talk. Don't, don't talk to anybody about anything. I will never forget him saying that, which is Uh why the, the, the thoughtfully fit book, that model had just been finalized five out five days before, Mm -hmm. which is a model on how to help my clients through crises, how to help them deal with conflict. All of a sudden I was ground zero to test this out. Yeah. Uh Oh my gosh. I don't recommend it as the best go to market strategy. I will say, (laughs) well, let's, let's plug the book a little bit. The book, the book actually is very, very good. It's called thoughtfully fit. So, you know, if you're listening, it's, uh, it's worth a read. So, um, okay. So, so all of a sudden you're testing out your, 
your uh your model that that you've worked on for how many years two couple for, years yeah oh yeah yeah five years of research mm-hmm. and development uh-huh. and and at the core of the model is you need to pause think and then act uh-huh. and in that moment that saved me because my my like i want to you know impulsive to react to overreact to yeah. and i'm just like pause okay you got to breathe think uh-huh. slow down that helped me tremendously because things were happening fast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So my daughters are now in Milwaukee with my neighbors. Uh-huh. They're safe. Uh-huh. They're luckily they're having fun. They don't know anything that's going on. A couple hours later, five hours later, the detective calls so that I can go back home. And I immediately, um, the, 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 the girls have their bedrooms on the main level. So I'm like, get the main level clear so that when they get home, I can get them right to, but they didn't get home till maybe 11 o'clock. Milwaukee is about an hour and a half away uh-huh. so that when they get home, I can put them right to bed. Thankfully they were tired. They didn't notice anything. They didn't notice their dad wasn't there, which was shocking because he had never, he'd never not tucked them in sure. at night, but uh-huh. they're like, they're sleeping in the car. I carry them into bed. And, and I mean, I didn't sleep a wink. No, no, night. totally not. Yeah. Didn't sleep a wink. Um, the next day. Okay. Tracy, you will get a kick out of this. Hmm. I have a keynote that I had been building for and wanting small. It wasn't huh. big, mm-hmm. but it was the top CEOs in Dane County. And it was high stakes for me. And sure. it was at noon. Yeah. I was going on no sleep. My face is red and puffy because yeah. I'm crying all night. Uh-huh. I'm trying to get a hold of a child therapist to say, okay, what do I tell the girls? Like, uh-huh. I need help. I'm in over my head mm-hmm. and trying to deal with the uh, aftermath of, of, of this, this shocking news. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I'm on my way to my keynote when the police chief calls oh. and he says, Darcy, um, and I don't know the police chief. He says, yeah. I've been watching your career. You worked for or one of our U.S. senators for 12 years. You were, a, you know, a servant leader. And I just have always, always respected you. Wow. I've watched you as you launched your business the last couple of years uh-huh. and all that you do for the community. I want to tell you, I'm so sorry about your husband's arrest. And I want to give you a tip. He said, do not read the comments in the news and the online stories. Well, my first thought was like, wait, news? What do you mean news? Is this going to be on the news? Oh, man. And he's like, yeah, this is going to be on the news. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Right. Then so it gets he's like, like 10 times worse. Oh, so I get to my keynote event. Of course, the, 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 anyway. And so I'm on stage. I turned off my phone, but I had a brand new um, yeah, Garmin but... watch that connected to my phone. Oh yeah. And it was in the middle of my speech, blowing up, vibrating with every call and every text and every email. And oh, I'm like, what no. is going on? The story broke while I was on stage in my keynote. Ooh. And I tell you what, the amount of self-managing I had to do to just mm-hmm. be present, like just stay focused. You got to power was... through that stuff. Oh, I had to power through. Yeah. And of course, I didn't know that the story broke. I just knew my wrist was blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was intense. So, so you made it through the keynote pretty well. I made barely. it through the keynote amazingly. Uh-huh. And then that afternoon, my husband was supposed to DJ the girls' sock, hawk, uh, sock hop at their uh-huh. elementary school. Sure. He owned mm-hmm. a DJ company. Mm-hmm. So oh. the night before, the other thing I'm doing is trying to find, I'm talking to the attorney and I said, 
is he going to get out? And they're like, well, he might get out. He might not. You might post bail. You might not. And I'm like, oh my God, should he DJ the sock hop? And they said, I don't think so. So I'm calling around. Um, it was, a, it was, he was arrested on a Thursday. So I'm calling around on a Thursday night, trying to find a DJ for the elementary school the next <laughs> afternoon. Oh <laughs> <clears throat> wow. So, yeah. So that's like outside the, yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Wow. Okay. So, uh, did you find the DJ? I did. <laughs> I did. Oh my God. I, I found a DJ who was an old friend who owned a DJ uh-huh. company. He drove an hour and a half away, but he said, Darcy, I got my two kids. I'm taking care of them. I can come and DJ if you can watch my kids. So I oh. had his two and three-year-old at my house and I'm watching them while he's DJing the dance. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So now at what point, because you ended up Okay. So you made it through Friday. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then like, what happens? Like, yeah. at, at what point are the girls like suspicious? Like what, and what are you doing? Like, how's all this rolling out? Couple of things. So, um, I told them, um, I needed to buy some time because I did not know, I did not want to do damage and harm them in some way. And I didn't know how do you share this? Uh-huh. So I just said, um, um, daddy has made a, a, a bad choice and there's been some consequences. He's safe. Everything's fine, uh-huh. but he's not home. And as soon as I can tell you more, I will. Oh, that's and pretty smart. That luckily they good. trusted me uh-huh. enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so eventually I, I I found and worked with a child psychologist who helped me to uh-huh. script. Um, and, and she, I'll bottom line it, Tracy, what I learned through this, because we could spend an hour just on this yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Is to be honest, uh-huh. build trust, be honest at an age appropriate level. Uh-huh. And so the, 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 the child therapist said, you know, don't use the word sex. They don't know what that means. It doesn't, it's a word that means nothing to them. So I eventually shared, I had my sister and brother-in-law there with me. We went to the park. We didn't want to share at the house or at her house where they would have bad memories. Oh yeah. And um, we just said, you know, we wanted to let you know that, that um, daddy has been arrested um, for inappropriate touching of a girl who we don't know. Uh-huh. And he's in jail. And they both looked at each other. Now I had like 17 bullets and the Uh child therapist said, nope, just give them the first two and then Uh let them ask questions. That'll be too much for them. They'll they'll Uh be flooded. And so I shared that and they're like, is he safe? Yep. He's safe. Um, does he have food? Yeah, he's got food. Does he have a TV? I said, Ooh, I don't know if he has a TV, Uh but I know he has books because I know he's reading. Uh Okay. Can we go on the swing? Uh Uh-huh. Like, oh my gosh, like that was, that was all the little quick. brains could handle at that uh-huh. moment. Uh-huh. So my, the, the, eventually after the news store story broke banks of media trucks out in front of my house. So I actually um, sent my girls, this was my sister's idea. She lived five hours away. I uh-huh. sent them um, to her house and they finished the school year there because the story was in the news for a long time. There well- were a lot- let's talk about that so so are they is is the news like knocking on your door or like what did you answer the door i mean that has to be just so you're like barricaded in your house because as soon as you leave your house they're going to swarm you so like what it was it like a paparazzi situation Um, like they didn't like they didn't it wasn't paparazzi but they uh were all 
staked out out front. The crazy thing is um, I woke up one morning and had this like this visceral reaction. It was three in the morning and I called uh-huh. my friend and I said, hey, um, is your husband handy? I think I need curtains because we have this big bay window and we didn't have any curtains. And oh. she's like, we'll be we'll be over as soon as Home Depot opens at uh-huh. 6 a.m. Sure. They came, put built curtains. Literally when they finished a couple hours later, he's like, all right, I'm going to put the tools in the car. And he opened the door and there the media trucks were. There were angels. The, the, uh-huh. the I mean, I have a strong faith and definitely... Sure the the lord was looking out for me in so many ways because uh-huh. they didn't show up until i had curtains it was oh wow oh that's pretty amazing but then i hired a crisis communications firm now that is lot. interesting because you told me that and i'm like like as we were having dinner and you're telling me this story i remember i'm like damn you're hiring a lot of people like i don't know if i'd be smart enough to hire people to help through oh, this like oh, i just oh. don't don't know that i'd have the wherewithal to think about that I was hiring a lot of people. It was very expensive, Uh but I just realized I'm in over my head. Uh I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with this. Uh Right. I needed help. And the fact that my attorney said, don't talk. It's like, I can't, I can't call up my girlfriend and say, what should I do? Because he said, you need to this severe. So the, the PR firm that I hired, I wanted to hire a woman owned firm. I okay. want, that was important to me. And that was surprisingly hard to find. Really? Um, so okay. I found a firm and, and um, she helped me. It was fascinating. Create, we created these circles of oh. like ABC. So, so the immediate, um, my friends, um, the girls, friends, my neighbors, and then the next ring was like church and then the next ring. And then we created messaging for all of those different circles. So for instance, wow. she helped me craft an email to the neighbors saying, you know, by now you may have seen the news and um, they're probably going to come and knock on your door and ask questions. I obviously can't tell you what to do or not do, but I would I would love to respectfully request that you don't talk to the media. Uh-huh. Um, and they all honored it, right? Oh, so good. she really helped me have messaging for the the the, the different people in our lives. Uh-huh. What now? That is super interesting. So um, now, what about okay? So you're in you're on day what four now? Three or four? What well, so, so they- yeah, so so day so day one was Thursday, mm-hmm. day two Friday. By Sunday morning, um, I asked the girls if they wanted to go to church, and they said, "Are you? We went to church every week." And I said, "No." I said, "I I, I can't. Uh-huh. I just I can't be around people." And they didn't want to either, and so we went to the park. And a friend called me from church and said, "Hey, I wanted to let you know that they just announced it in church." And Why would they going- do that? You know, it's interesting, Tracy, that's another place. There were so many examples where I had to pause and then think like, cause my first thing is like, what do you mean they, wait, what they're talking about us in church. And they said, we're going to have a meeting afterwards. Pause. What is there to meet about? Good God. Pause. That is like the worst thing. I mean, well, I here's where I got to, um, fairly quickly because I've been practicing, engaging my core, the thoughtfully fit core, pause, think, act a lot. So by the time I got to this crisis, I could access it. So pause think uh-huh. John is really active in the church. He's gone on the youth mission trips as a chaperone. He's one of the uh, volunteers that meets with the church youth band uh-huh. that plays once a month. Okay. Of course they're meeting and, and having a oh, meeting. Oh, okay. It they, makes sense that's now. their responsibility to make yeah. sure that the 
the congregants feel safe and know what's going on. Uh It took me a bit to get there. Okay. All right. Makes sense now. But I'm, so in that moment, I, I get the call saying that the church is meeting. I then realize the next morning, Monday, I have to facilitate a full day leadership team retreat. Sure. I need to be there at seven 30. The girls don't get on the bus till eight. Uh-oh. I had never had to deal with that before because John always made them breakfast and took them right. to school. Uh-huh. And so I reached out to somebody saying, Hey, is there any chance that you could help? I'm in a bind. Uh-huh. She calls me. This is right after I find out that the church is meeting. Uh-huh. And she says, Darcy, before I answer that question, I need to know, did you have anything to do with this? Oh, crap. What? Oh, my God, Tracy. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? You're, you're my friend. And you're like that again, that that anger, that that uh-huh. reactive pause. Take mm-hmm, a breath. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Oh, my God. And I thought, OK, she's scared. Her daughter's been at our house. Sure. She's scared. This isn't to me. So I said, oh my gosh, no, I don't have it. I was blind. I didn't have anything to do it. And she said, let me tell you, Darcy, if I find out that the, the, that the police find any pictures of my daughter, I'm sending the media, excuse me, I'm sending the mafia to your house. And my husband has ties to the mafia. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. Oh, right. So again, Whoa. Okay. Pause, breathe, think, how do I show up in this moment that doesn't escalate this? And I said, I understand you're scared. I'm scared. I, I get it. I'm not going to send the girls to your house. You need to deal with your emotions and trauma. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm just letting you know, I'm praying for you. And right. Like, uh, and that's when then I called my attorney and I said, what do I do? What do I do? And he's like, well, you got to get the girls the hell out of Dodge. And I'm like, what do you mean? Where where do they go? And he said, well, do you have parents? Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, but they're in Arizona uh-huh. and they don't know that John was arrested. He's like, what do you mean they don't know? I said, you told me not to tell anybody. And it's only the local news media that that, that it wasn't a national everyone. story. Yeah. He's like, you didn't tell your parents? I'm like, no, you told me not to talk. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and then he's and then he's like, well, you can tell your parents. And they said, well, do you have anyone else? And I said, my sister, but she lives in Minnesota five hours uh-huh. away. And she doesn't know either. And he's like, call your sister and see if the girls can go there. So that's when I said, can I tell her? And he's like, God. yes, I'm oh. sorry. Yes, you need support. I didn't mean don't tell anybody. I'm like, well, that's what you said. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So so you sent the girls away and then you got to like do the cleanup. Like, are you running your business at this point or like, what are you doing? Well, okay. So this is what was crazy, Tracy, because mm-hmm. my, and I think I have pretty good business instincts, good sure. sense. Mm-hmm. My instinct was to work. I had more bills, tens of thousands of dollars yeah. and growing by the week. Mm-hmm. My instinct was to work. Mm-hmm. My crisis communications firm, Lori, she said, Darcy, you need to take time off. Uh to deal with this mess, to deal with this trauma, to get your head straight. You need to be strong for the girls. Uh And I said, I totally disagree. I, I, I totally disagree, but I'm paying you a lot of money to advise me. So I'm going to do what you're telling me. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, and I'll tell you what, Tracy, Uh now the fact I can even talk to you about this Uh compassion and forgiveness is because I took time off 
to deal with this. I didn't bury my head in the sand and get busy and numb out, which is Mm -hmm. what I would have done. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here I am. My girls are living with my sister. I gave her legal custody. Mm -hmm. My husband is in jail. My house is destroyed and I'm not working. All I have is time to Mm -hmm. process, to grieve, to cry, to journal, to reflect. And that I think while it was miserable, It was what helped me to get to the other side. Wow. So how long did it take to get to the other side? Like, because you years. still got the, yeah. I mean, so did, did your husband do 10 years for real? Like, So he, he actually, it took about a year and a half for him even to get sentenced. Uh-huh. And, oh, and, so what was he when, doing? Did you even let him move back in? No, he was in jail. He, oh. he did not get out on bail. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the whole time while the sentencing was happening, he was in jail okay. locally. And then once he was sent to federal prison, then he moved eight hours away to serve his sentence. So, um, and so during that whole time, my attorney said, until he is convicted and sentenced or released um, and found not guilty, don't talk. So that was a long time for mm-hmm. me to, it was a long time. Um, which is one of the reasons that I went deep on therapy mm-hmm. and journaled and went to this healing intimate treason workshop because I, I was otherwise holding it all in. And yeah, that, was, yeah. that was way too hard. Uh-huh. And while he was at jail, I worked with the child therapist and they said, if your girls are not in any way in danger and not, not at risk, which thank God they were not uh-huh. at all, it's always better for kids to have a relationship with an incarcerated parent. So every week I was taking them to the jail. We were going really? through multiple huge doors of security yeah. and concrete and metal. And then we go and there was a, a glass wall and he was on one side and we're on the other with the uh-huh. phone. But just like in the movies. Just like in the movies. And I took them every week to go see him. Uh-huh. Um, one, once we got to the point where we could, I mean, that, that took several months before they were emotionally ready and I was emotionally ready to, to go and, and see him. Uh-huh. Um, um, now do you know how your, how your husband got, uh, like, how did they f- find him out? Did you, have, do you know anything about that? You know, I don't know a lot. It's funny because with my therapist, that was one of the things that I had to, like figure out is what's my role in this uh-huh. and how much, so I don't know who the victim was. Oh, don't. Nope. I never, um, wow. nope. Um, and it was, it was, it was a really sad story. The detectives told me she, um, she was brought up in a, in a very abusive home mm. and that any attention was good attention. And um, there were multiple different suspects, not just my husband. Uh-huh. She was searching out um, and setting up. It was very sad. Um, mm. As a matter of fact, his um, sentence was reduced because they found a lot of evidence that corroborated his his, his story um, that she was it was it was very sad but i don't know i i chose to have a boundary there sure. kind of for my own mental health insanity uh-huh. not to not go down that path to not know so i pray for her a uh-huh. lot wow now what's your husband doing now like i mean what's the has he said anything to you like what's the what do you say to someone that that's just yeah, yeah. what i mean what do you say yeah, it's been a journey. Uh-huh. So um, he he 
was released early. His, his sentence was reduced mm-hmm. and he was released to a halfway house mm-hmm. and then um, eventually released from the halfway house mm-hmm. and he's working. Mm-hmm. He has a job. He, um, the girls and I have forgiven him mm-hmm. and we, um, we have, uh, I mean, we're divorced. Sure. Sure. You know, I have a hundred percent sole custody. So uh-huh. good, good. Clear. Yeah. There are some very clear boundaries. Uh-huh. Um, but we're in the space of, of like rebuilding and kind of like a modern family way. Like how do I co-parent with a, a convicted felon sex offender ex-husband? Uh-huh. We're navigating that every day. Like it's a, it's a continual process. Right. Well, when you're a sex offender, you have a lot of stuff that people don't want anything to do with you. Like absolutely uh, jobs and also, I mean, can he have a regular job? Is it a gainful employment or is it easy? Like working at McDonald's or like what? No, he's, he's, it's, it's manufacturing. Um, <laughs> he's doing blue collar um, okay. and it's hard work. He works 12 hour shifts, 1 a.m. 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. He's working oh, wow. his tail off. They love him. They just gave him a promotion to supervisor because he's, 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 he's putting his head down and he, here's, what's interesting. He, he grew mm-hmm. and, and he, he dug in his attorney in, in Dane County jail, when his first visit, he said, John, if you're here, you can, you can kind of like hold your breath and get through this and wait, or you can use this time as a gift to dig in and to do deep work and self-development. Uh-huh. And he said, I want you to read these three books. One of them was Man's Search for Meaning. Second yep. one was A Purpose-Driven Life. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the third one was. And John used that journey to do deep, deep inner work. Good for him. He found God. Mm-hmm. He oh. developed a deeper, he, he always grew up. He was always in, in, in church, church right. up, but he never had a relationship. Yeah. That's in, a different thing. Like way. going to church every Sunday doesn't really cut it. Like it didn't cut, it didn't mean yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a changed person. Huh? Wow. It's, it's fascinating. And, and so now the work that I'm doing, Tracy is mm-hmm. trying to navigate um, the people who like put him, he's a monster. He's mm-hmm. out of their lives. They never want to see or hear from him again. He's an evil person mm-hmm. and accepting like, that's, that's okay. That that's where you're at on your journey. Mm-hmm. No judgment, but it's not where I'm at on mine. Like I can't right. be in a place of anger and cut off. And it just, it's too, it, it's, it's not, it's not where I want to be with my it's, life. It's hard to hold on to that and, and not have it leak out places and life yeah. like for sure yep wow so um uh, so did he ever explain himself like what's the first thing you said to him oh i you mean this i mean been... you don't have to you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to i'm just really curious yeah no it what was really challenging is um until he was released every every conversation every phone call every visit was on was recorded mm-hmm. and so you know there was there was a long time where i just chose not to ask sure. those questions uh-huh. um and so it, it took a long time to um be able to find the right place and time to have the conversations and yeah. in a nutshell you know and i'm really clear in the book that i tell my story i'm not telling uh-huh. So I'm going to answer this question through that lens that where he got was he, he, he realized um, that he went, he started to go down a path that, that he thought there were no victims. The, 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 the 
the if it had happened two months later, he would it would have not been a felony because of the age of the girl. He's oh. consenting. She was the one seeking it out. He realized he had such messed up thinking that he he was he 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 was like there's this there's nothing he had convinced himself that this was okay. And he said, oh my God, I had gone down so far down that path. He had so much work to do and he was so remorseful and so apologetic and so embarrassed by his behavior. But at the time he didn't, he didn't see it. Uh Wow. So he, wow. That is interesting. It was fascinating. Uh I'm off busy running my company. Right. right? So I wasn't paying attention. Uh-huh. And he said, I, I, he, he's like, I had some really messed up thinking that it, he had to do some, he didn't have to, he chose sure. to do some deep inner work and healing and real recognizing and asking forgiveness uh-huh. and, and realizing how he was, go- he had gone down a path that was not who he was, uh-huh. but, but, but he, it, it was like, and that's and maybe one of the reasons that I have such compassion is because um, I know there are, are are things that my coaching clients have done that they would not want on the 10 o'clock news at night. I know there are things that I've done that I would, I used to be addicted to cigarettes. You know, Tracy, uh-huh. this is actually the first time I've said this out loud right now oh. here with you. Oh, wow. I used to be addicted to cigarettes. I was a closet smoker. I, I nev- have no I've idea. Never told, I have never told anybody that ever. Wow. I am so ashamed of that. And yet I, I knew it was wrong. Uh-huh. I was lying. I was hiding. I was having cigarettes and I couldn't stop. The fact that I could access, I, I feel like because I was doing something that I knew was wrong, uh-huh. that I was lying about, that I was hiding, I feel like I could access empathy. I can access empathy for other people, John included, because we're flawed. We're human. We it's make true. mistakes. We <clears throat> go down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Now, what John did was illegal and awful, and he's human too. And I feel mm-hmm. like I've been able to access a greater compassion, and it's a gift. And I still don't even know, Tracy, what 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 the Lord has in store for me, sure. and how to use this, and why this happened to me. Someone who's like a goody two shoes, follows the law, yeah. does all that's good and right, has a husband mm-hmm. who's an ex offender, convicted felon, sex offender, right? Like. I still am working to figure out what this means for my figure life. Figure out the learning. Yeah. Like yeah. what you need to get. Well, you know, and I think um, to, with, with those kind of learnings, I think they, uh, th- sometimes they come slow. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to not push that I think is really wise, but there's little ones along the way, like every day, I'm sure that, that come oh. in that you're like, Oh, okay. Like, like, like we all have a hand in creating what happens for us right and in however deeply unconscious it it may be um yeah so yeah it wow what a growth process that is crazy okay so we don't want to keep you all day what what can what do people i mean there's been a lot of lessons like through this whole thing but like for folks listening but do you have advice or uh like for someone who may be going through this or may have a suspicion about their husband, or it could be, it could be a wife, most of it's husband stuff. Right. But, um, in anything that, that you could impart for, for folks, I mean, besides like read the book for sure, because you have the models in there, but 
what what would you have to say to to yeah. someone like to wrap things up? Yeah, and and I'm even expand it. So so most certainly there's people who are going through this, but even people who are like, uh, nope, don't even can't even relate to that. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the the we all have crises. We have unexpected. We've got the annoying coworker. We have the cancer diagnosis. We have things happen that are unexpected that turn our lives upside down mm-hmm. on a small and big scale. And so I, I think some of the things that I've, that I've learned, well, first of all, if you're not handling it well, if you are in the space of like hiding in the cave or ashamed, like be compassionate with yourself. It's hard. It's okay. It, and, and, Think about what you can do to get the self-love and care you need. Don't, if you have not shared, if you aren't in the place of healing and recovery or forgiveness that I am, that's okay. Like you are where you are and trust your process in your journey and keep doing the work. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I will say, no judgment. I have had people, when I went public with my story, which was scary. Yeah, totally. People reach out and say, oh my God, I've been hiding. My business partner embezzled money and I've been hiding and not telling anybody because I'm so embarrassed. Mm. And how do I deal with this? And and you deal with it by continually asking, pausing, Mm -hmm. thinking, and then acting, right? So pause and think, ask yourself, what do I control? Mm -hmm. What are my choices? What's the best next choice? Mm -hmm. How do I want to show up in this situation? What does the best future self version of me want to do in this moment? Oh, that's smart. Act thoughtfully, right? Uh Don't overreact. Don't act impulsively. And also don't silently stew. Like -hmm. you have to also take action. So those are a few things that I would give as, as tips, if that's helpful. I mean, I could go on and on, but bottom line. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So, um, how can people get a hold of you? Like, like, like if, if they want, cause, cause yeah. you can apply this to business. You can apply this to personal 100%. life. How, how do people get a hold of you? 100%. So we're on all the social media, right? LinkedIn, uh-huh. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Mm-hmm. Our website is DarcyLoma.com. We have lots and lots of blogs, YouTube videos that we put lots of free content out. Uh-huh. And then if anybody's curious, if you haven't read the book, it outlines the six biggest obstacles that get in the way of being successful. You can go to thoughtfullyfit.com and take a quiz. It's two or three minutes. I did. I took the quiz. quiz. I did. I took you, the quiz. You did. Yeah. I can't and, remember the outcome of it, but I took the quiz. I okay. remember taking it. <laughs> yeah. So it'll give you your outcome of what's your mm-hmm. biggest obstacle and then some strategies on how to start to stra- train to overcome mm-hmm. that. So I invite anybody to do that as well free quiz. Everybody loves that. So Darcy, thank you so much. You've been just, uh, wow. It's totally raw. And, um, I know you're going to help a lot of people just through telling your story. So thanks for coming on truth lies and cover-ups. Thank you so much, Tracy. It's an honor to know you and to be on this journey with you. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it. I'll see you next time.